Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion, unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. The Kissing Game Written and narrated by Luke Condor My mum always said I was a special boy That I was going to change the world Make a name for myself, my family I only truly discovered what she meant On the day I lost my virginity My dad never said anything He mostly stayed in his room and watched reruns of the Tour de France Occasionally shouting down for food or drink or some sort of massage You'll be fine, my mum said, as she tried to pat down the sticky out bits of my hair. Just go, relax. Try to enjoy yourself. Just, you know, be yourself. Be yourself. At the time, the words bounced around my mind but barely registered. They were just nonsense words, little more than noises that sounded nice. Be yourself. The oven timer dinged and my mum turned to open it up. An eruption of steamy meat spices billowed into the kitchen. My gaze followed the fluffy white scent to the ceiling, half expecting my dad to stir. He remained silent. Don't worry about him, my mum said. He's proud of you. I'm not so sure, I said as I held out my hand, taking note of the visible shakiness. 
Sometimes I feel like he doesn't even realise I'm here. Mum tuttered. I closed the oven door and I caught a glimpse of the browning flesh and my mouth salivated. He's proud of you. He just doesn't know how to communicate his feelings. My mum kissed me on the head and gave me one final good look pat before I took the car keys, breathed deeply and left for the first date in my life. Hannah McCurdy. Oh my. My partner in a history assignment for Mr. Owen. A ten minute presentation on the Battle of Bosworth Field. So yeah, not technically a date, more of a study date, but close enough. Plus, I've been getting the signal so I was sure as hell taking the point. Lingering eye contact. Brushing against my hand. Accidental footsie. Oh, and her best friend Susie did that giggling thing when she saw us together. You know the giggling thing? The high-pitched one that tells you they've been talking about you on the phone late into the night, that your name was a secret revealed. Yeah. That. As I drove the short distance to the house, I felt my stomach turn. My tongue was dry as cotton, and weirdly a painful spasming beneath my armpits, between the gaps in my ribs. I put it down to nerves, not just the date, but the fact that this was only the third time I drove the car since passing my test. I was fresh on the road, green, still a kid. I pulled into Hannah's driveway, surprisingly pain-free. I climbed out of the car and coughed. I felt ill. I thought of turning back. I kept on thinking of turning back, but as my balled-up hand rapped against the door with three loud knocks, I knew it was too late. Another deep breath. Don't worry, I thought. Just be yourself. Be yourself. The door opened and I vomited a little in my mouth, but it was too late. Sammy, Hannah said, standing in the doorway in hot pink pyjama shorts and a low-cut top with some manga characters sewn into the side. She beamed a gorgeous smile at me as she grabbed me by the hand and pulled me inside the house. I caught a whiff of the lush perfume on her neck and sneezed. She laughed. She took me to the kitchen and gave me a glass of something that I was sure had alcohol in it. It's just lemonade, she said, giggling, licking her teeth. I don't drink alcohol. I couldn't tell if she was joking or not, but my head felt light and my vision blurred. I tried to bring up the homework. We had a lot to do. It took me a while to recognise that she'd not let go of my hand since giving me the drink. She leant forward, kissed my cheek. And suddenly I knew that we weren't going to be doing much studying that night. I laughed, I think. It was a little blurry after the drink. Just lemonade, she said. Sure it was. Whatever it was, it did the trick and before I knew it I was lying on Hannah's bed, looking up to the ceiling and marvelling at the glow-in-the-dark stars that were plastered there. I could hardly believe that I was in a girl's room. Not just any girl's room, but Hannah McCurdy's room. I already couldn't wait to tell my friends in school the following morning. They look better in the dark, she said. Show me, I said. I don't believe you. She clicked the lights off and the stars started to glow as she laid down next to me. I drank more of the lemonade and then we kissed, I think. I have to apologise. The drink must have been working its way into my system because all I remember is the laughing and the tickling beneath my arms. Something cracked too. The wooden slats beneath the bed perhaps. Maybe they were splintering. Ah oh, well, 
At that moment, I didn't give a shit. Not about the fact that I wasn't going to be able to drive home. Not about the fact that her parents might be somewhere in the house. Not about Mr. Owen's stupid fucking presentation. Our tongues touched. I remember that much, for sure. A magical moment where we connected and our mouths latched onto one another. My tongue around hers. I felt happy, warm and fuzzy. I felt release. I asked for more lemonade, but she said she couldn't get me anymore. She said they'd ran out. And then she spat at me. I kid you not, Hannah McCurdy spat at me. She was on the bed next to me, mouth open, as a fine mist of saliva sprayed my face. What the fuck? I said as I wiped away the spittle and saw the red. What the actual fuck? Neither of us were laughing by that point. She rolled over onto the floor and more blood fell from her mouth. She looked up at me. As far as I could tell, she tried to ask for help, but I couldn't see past the strings of red tumbling from her mouth and onto the hello kitty rug. She pressed her hand against her mouth as the teeth started to drop, each one splashing against the puddle on the floor. I freaked. I jumped past her to the bedroom door, frantically wiping the blood away from my face. What the fuck are you, I said. What the fuck? A surge of pain flooded my stomach and my ribs. I fell to the floor, something inside, between the ribs, more splintering, snapping, cracking. I writhed and wrapped my arms around myself, and I felt the fingers poking out from my sides. Somewhere downstairs I was sure I heard Hannah's parents. They were screaming. I was screaming. We all were. I even thought I heard my parents. Had they come to collect me? Had they heard I was ill? Had they come to save me? I looked over to Hannah, who beamed me another smile. No, wait. She wasn't smiling. She wasn't even Hannah anymore. She was crying, for sure. As her skin and hair seemed to melt away from her head, an ice cream left in the sun staining the floor. Please. She tried to say as her jaw fell away. I looked down, scared, but utterly excited too. The pressure beneath my ribs had been freed with a final splintering pop. I looked down at my new fingers, small and sharp, attached to the ends of a new pair of arms that lifted up and out from my ribcage. I crawled to Hannah, well, what remained of her, and laid on top of her, bathing in the bloody remains of her form, and felt the process starting. Puberty, my mum called it. I could already see the shell hardening around me. First I passed my driving test, and then I had my first date. And now I was truly becoming a man. I would soon be just like my dad. The cocoon solidified as those words from before, the words that were meaningless, suddenly took root in my mind and became crystal clear. They rang true. They made sense. Be yourself. I smiled as I gnawed on Hannah's salty wrist bone and felt a tiredness wash over me, one that I couldn't resist. My eyes closed and my mind settled. Be yourself. Oh yes, Mum. When I awake, I will be. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. The Kissing Game was written and narrated by Luke Condor, me, in the most self-serving episode yet, with music by Tom Robson. We've just released our first print edition of The Other Stories. It collects all of the stories from the first three volumes of the show, with an extra thrown in just for you. It's available from all good Amazons, and you'll find a direct link in the show notes for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode immensely, then why not go and leave us a review in the iTunes store and help spread the word, the love and the joy. Until next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Guy Raz, and on my show, Wisdom from the Top, I talk with CEOs and business leaders about the toughest challenges of their careers. There's lots of ways to measure success. Sometimes a company has to bet against itself. We wanted to set ourselves apart by having a point of view. Businesses really impact people's lives in pretty fundamental ways. On Wisdom from the Top, some of the greatest business leaders of our time share their intimate stories of leadership, innovation, and transformation. Stories you won't hear anywhere else. Check out Wisdom from the Top only on Luminary. Now, back to your show. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.